What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken, and you all know me from the Classic Metal Show, but I've launched a brand new pop culture-oriented show called Chris Aiken Presents. Chris Aiken Presents features interviews from your favorite bands, as well as reviews and reactions from everything from movies to TV to music videos, all kinds of stuff. Basically, it just kind of profiles whatever I'm watching or listening to at the moment. It's it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's Chris Aiken Presents. There's new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at chrisaiken.net, CMS TV, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. So make sure you subscribe to some one of those things, okay? Uh, see the episodes early as well as we air them live on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitter, or Shing TV. Everything is always available on demand at chrisaiken.net, so make sure that you're checking that out every single day, would you? Make sure you tune in and stay informed with Chris Aiken Presents. Your favorite coverage is right there. Right there. Chris Aiken Presents. Get it. It's Motley Crew right here on the Classic Metal Show with Black Widow going out by request to uh, Tori out there in Columbus, Ohio, checking in. Good tune. Yeah. Surprised to hear you say that, being your disdain for the Motley Crew. I don't have disdain for the Motley Crew music. I have disdain for the Motley Crew people. <laughs> I like to, I, dude, I, I was a crew head back in the day. I had my crew shirt that said fuck on it that my dad lost his goddamn mind over. <laughs> Remember the old shirts back in the yeah, of course. that said Motley fucking crew on the back? Yeah, of course. I had that. My dad was like, you cannot have that shirt. You're not wearing that in this house. No. Yeah, well, actually, my mom, I'll, I'll give my mom much credit. She stood up for it was like was like, Bill, he's just expressed himself the way you did back in our day. And meanwhile, my dad was never a rebel. Right. My dad would never have worn, I don't know, an Elvis t-shirt or a Be or Beatles t-shirt or whatever back in the day. But sure. my mom stood up and was like, he can wear that shirt. So I did right up until I got a an in-school suspension for wearing it to school. <laughs> <laughs> then I then what then I wasn't allowed to wear the shirt. Well, there you are. <laughs> just just rebellious. That's right. You know, you got to think about this. And and Doug Stanhope, the comedian, made made point of this. You know, mm -hmm. over over twelve years ago on his uh, stand up comedian special, uh, no refunds. Yeah, he he said that he made this point during the stand up. He said that our generation is going to be the first generation that's going to be the opposite of he goes every generation that comes along it's like these kids are out of control they're just right. over the top this that and the other and he said this is this is our generation is going to be the generation that is more uh subversive than the following generations he said mm -hmm. these kids they 
he goes, these kids, these half of faggots, they, they go out and drink some Red Bull if they want some pep and they go out on the patio to smoke a cigarette, you know, yeah. <laughs> because we were, meanwhile, we were doing blow off of strippers, uh, titties and doing crank and, this and yeah. You know what these these guys their their biggest um you know out of control day is is having a uh having a fight on some message board somewhere. Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, we you know, we were smoking bongs that were, you know, this goddamn big. And meanwhile, they're vaping, vaping with a cinnamon vape. It's like, <laughs> oh, shut up, faggots. And, and drinking soy lattes. Yeah, of course. Drinking these, these monsters. <laughs> These half faggots. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, speaking of the younger folk. Yes. A uh, longtime uh, CMS fan, John Phillips, is checking in. Okay. He says, as, as if Neely needed vindication about social media, he says, I came across this article that, that gives Neely all the vindication he's been saying about social media. Okay. All right. So here's the here's the latest report on social media. All right. Social media is literally making teens mentally ill. <laughs> yes, agree. Yeah. Susie was a typical 22-year-old recent college grad from the Midwest who was admitted into my mental health clinic in Austin with a variety of increasingly common psychiatric uh, disorders that would be depression, self-harm as in cutting her arms and a borderline personality disorder diagnosis. BPD is serious uh, personality disorder that has 50 times the suicide rate of the general population and is typified by black and white thinking, self-harm behavior, emotional volatility, impulsive behavior, shifting self-image, and feelings of emptiness. Well, while Susie did not initially present with some of the classic PDBPD symptoms, simply empty and suicidal, something didn't add up. Unlike most BPD clients, she didn't have any of the early red flags. She had good grades and many friends in high school with a stable relationship and a stable home environment and no history of mental illness in her family. Okay. During uh, Susie's treatment, we discovered the real culprit. She'd been spending 12 to 15 hours a day on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube after becoming depressed when her friends went away to university while she stayed at home and attended community college. Jeez, oh man. So she resorted to TikTok to be her friend? Yeah, well, everybody, all of her social construct went away because they went to college and stuff and she stayed at home and went to the local community college and it's just like well my friend support system is gone and so now i have to replace it with something with horse shit (laughs) i guess um after becoming depressed when her friends went away to the university while she stayed at home and attended community college and initially trying to better understand her depression she started to follow the bpd influencers and joined online bpd groups where she said that she felt a sense of belonging slowly and unwittingly she started emulating what she was learning about bpd uh online like cutting her arms watching 
videos of influencers declare that cutting helped them feel in control or at least feel something. Oh, good. <laughs> Susie admitted that she never liked cutting herself, but it did it because she thought it might eventually offer her relief. Look, it may hurt a little bit, but look at the likes I got on this. Jesus. Exactly. I mean, we knew a we knew a very attractive young lady who had that issue. We did. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to her. I wish I did. Yeah, I tried to make that hook up for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an issue. Yeah, that was an issue that I was willing to tolerate because she right. was hot. Yes, she was really hot. Yeah. Uh, start for a true identity. She also stated that cutting and irrational behaviors that the influencers engaged in made them interesting and authentic, which mm -hmm. she found appealing by the time she had, uh, re she was ready to admit herself into treatment. She had lost all of her friends and spent her days and nights alone and online being shaped by her newly found BPD community. Okay. But something quite amazing happened while she was in treatment. She got better very quickly once all of her devices and social media were, were removed. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> Within two weeks, she was calmer and less uh, reactive. She made friends in, in the program. She no longer cut her arms. And all thoughts of suicide evaporated. Mm -hmm. But if she really had BPD, she shouldn't have been cured that quickly clients with a real problem typically require many months or even years of treatment before seeing improvement so what's really happening yeah we're we're living in a day and age of digital social uh con, con oh contagions okay they got that all uh i guess that's a that's a new uh, uh diagnosis because this is all capitalized Ooh. digital social contagions Oh, well, uh, it's time, uh, where certain Ill illnesses aren't spread by biological transmission, but by digital infection that attacks the psychological immune system using Boy. algorithms that find and exploit our psychological vulnerabilities. We get sicker as big tech gets stronger. Wow. DSCs. Yeah. And make no mistake. We are getting sicker as a society with record rates of depression, suicide, loneliness, overdoses, anxiety, addiction, addiction, emptiness, gender dysphoria, and mass shootings that are disproportionately impacting teens and young adults, all made worse by the isolation and fear during COVID. Okay. I'm not going to say that's wrong. Uh, beyond just the depression of living a sedentary, isolated life, we have the uh, congressional testimony of France Hagen, the Facebook whistleblower who shared the internal emails that showed Instagram's own research indicated that their prod product increased uh, suicides in teenage girls and worsened their eating disorders. It seems that being exposed to a constant torrent of toxic content and comparing ourselves to the curated faux glamour of vapid and shallow influencers isn't good for the psyche, but it's even worse than this much researched toxic social comparison effect. Are you trying to say that Britney Spears being naked on Instagram is vapid? Stop it. <laughs> it's cutting edge content. Yeah, well, for... 
for mature guys who understand naked chicks. Yeah. I, I mean, like watching Britney Britney well, dance on Instagram. Well, of course. But <laughs> but but how about the girls who don't look like Britney? Who yeah, are that's looking their at problem. Well, we'll see. See that you, you lack compassion and empathy. You're right. I do. You know what? You want to look like her? Try harder. It's that simple. If that's if that's your goal, then achieve your goal. Right. And you ain't gonna achieve it by putting a frowny face on fucking Instagram. Right. A thumbs down emoji doesn't fucking do it. <laughs> Followers and viewers are the coin to the realm and the social uh, media hierarchy and extreme content is what attracts the, that priceless human commodity that would be our attention. That's why it's the most over the top content and influencers that attract followers like moths to a lethal digital flame. And it's also why we're seeing dramatic spikes in once rare disorders like Tourette syndrome, uh, disassociative identity disorder, uh, formerly known as multiple personality disorder and borderline personality disorder, BPD. Those uh, disorders are now being injected into our collective conscious by way of popular TikTok and Instagram influencers who racked up hundreds of millions of views and have left a wake of young followers like Susie who consciously or unconsciously are in, indeed influenced as they emulate the psychiatric uh, symptoms of their mentality, unwell social media darlings. Come on, you're being too hard on these people. Look, <laughs> how is that not a helpful, helpful fucking post? It's good for the mind. Well, again, that's that's for you know normal guys who enjoy naked chicks. Yeah, it's good for the mind. Well, again, look, it's liked by 1.1 million followers. How how can that be bad? Right. It must be the way you're supposed to be. I mean, she, at this point, she is just a well-known high-profile stripper. I love it, too. Hmm. Sure you what do. A rocking, what a rocking body on that broad. I mean, what else does she have to do? Nothing. I mean, Nothing she's, got all. All the, oh, she's got all the money she'll ever need in the world. I mean, all she has to do is work mm -hmm. out all day and, you know, have her, you know, servants uh, cook her the right right foods <laughs> That's it, her servants <laughs> I, I guarantee you she has a wait staff she probably does yeah it's sure like you know, cooking her meals correctly and having her trainers and what else does she have to do yeah nothing i mean she doesn't have to get up at six and go to work every day and take care of children and you know do do the regular stuff normal everyday working people do yeah that's other but, people's you know, problem so of course she can she can look like that yeah. I mean, if her only job is to stay fit, that's her job. Yeah, that's it. Come on. She does. She does all kinds of great videos. I'm pictures. sure she does. Well, again, for, for normal, regular dudes like you and I, or, you know, most of our audience, uh, we could just sit there and go, yeah, that's pretty damn hot. She's smoking. Yeah. But, but it's not like. I'm not as in shape as Brittany. I'm going to go cut myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, that is true. And I don't know. I think more, I think these women should aspire to look like this. Sure. She's fucking 40 years old. Looks like that. Well, again, it's, she, she has had a life that as an entertainer has, has afforded her the ability to 
do that all day long. Yeah. I mean, come on, this is, this, this should be inspirational to people, not, <laughs> not making them feel bad. Right. Inspires me. And, and what, what is the reason she does this? None. No real reason. She just does I'm, it. I mean, is she done performing? Is she no longer like a music performer or does, is she just oh, bored or does I think, I think that as far as being a musical performer, I think that's being stopped because the dad still has his tentacles into her money. Right. So, so when she performs and makes money, he makes money. And he, and she doesn't want to do that. And she's got 50 million bucks, so she doesn't really need to do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So is, is that sort of like not happening at the moment? So she's bored and she's got yeah. nothing to do. And all right, and just, Kansas, I'm still here. I'm still yeah. here. Take a look at my, look at my naked titties. Yeah, she's just, she's I just mean, enjoying does, life. Does she get any more naked than that? Or is all of her pictures all covered? They're all covered. You can't, I don't think on Instagram. Well, Tommy Lee proved that on Instagram. You can't actually show anything. Okay. So that's as far as it goes. I know our, our mutual friend, John Darlis has always texted me. He's like, why doesn't she just do the porn already? Yeah, well, and I'm again, with him. Again, that's why I was asking. I don't follow that. I, I mean, this is the first I'm seeing these photos, but you know, again, it's just like at this point at you said she's 40 now. Yeah. All right. But at this point, as you said, she's got $50 million. Yeah. I mean, she's at home. She's bored. She works out, obviously. She eats right, obviously. I mean, what else does she have to do? Yeah, nothing. Be naked and be fucked by her, her new husband, I guess. Is she married again? Yeah, she just got married. Oh, boy. You know that guy's got to be fucking banging that four times a day. <laughs> All right. But every single one of these fucking liked by 1.091 million fucking people. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, um, the way that, you know, Instagram works and stuff with that mm -hmm. kind of followers and stuff, is she cashing in on this? Do, do you think she's getting some money from people? Uh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't know. Of, I mean, more than likely she has a, she has a deal with Instagram. Okay. That's a guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, Instagram isn't like, um, YouTube as an example where you can monetize to my knowledge, but I would, I would imagine, I mean, she does show like fucking pictures of herself holding up various phones and wearing different clothes and stuff, which makes me think that it's probably some fashion company that pays her, you know, X amount of money to wear, you know, like this. Okay. Here she is just kind of. Hanging out wearing whatever this dress is here. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at that house. I mean, no, you know, all all marble floors and stuff. You know, she lives in a she lives in a very luxurious existence. Yeah, but whoever makes this dress probably fucking pays her to wear yeah, this dress. You know, notice the drastic change when she's fully dressed. Two hundred twenty nine thousand likes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people want to see people want to see naked chicks. Yeah. I mean, guys don't care if she's wearing a, a dress or something. They, they want to see naked chicks. Yeah. Now this one, one, 1. 1.86 million. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's just human nature. Of course. You know, the, 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 the people who would look at her in the dress, probably mostly chicks. Yeah, probably. Oh, look at what Brittany's wearing. And guys could take it off. 
Yeah, let's see those titties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now this is the best. This is the only follow on Instagram. Britney Spears. It's the only good follow on Instagram. Because she's just constantly naked. Okay. Constantly. Like, you know? for her. Yeah, why not? She's fucking great. I love her. Mm-hmm. Good on Brit Brit. That's what I say. Leave Britney alone. So she doesn't <laughs> stop being naked. <laughs> um, getting back to the story, this social contagion group effect uh, shouldn't come as a shock. Yeah. For, for thousands of years, we've seen it uh, shape human behavior from donning tribal war paint to smoking cigarettes to following your favorite sports team or joining a political movement. We're social animals hardwired to mimic and emulate one another. The only difference now that social media has swallowed up our world is the impact of toxic and digitally spread behaviors are greatly magnified as they go viral. Mm. Although we don't know that social media is harmful to your mental health, we can't seem to stop. Like a uh, cirrhotic alcoholic, the health consequences be damned when you're compulsively need another drink or a tweet and the more of the digital toxin that we consume the weaker and the more compromised our psychological immune system becomes making us even more vulnerable for further consumption manipulation and behavior modification right the big tech social media playbook is a simple three-step process number one create habitual use the most sophisticated algorithm fueled behavior behavior modification techniques to create dependency. Hmm. Step number two, once addicted, the person's psychological immune system begins to erode. As in any addiction, this is the realm of depression, hopelessness, and a sense of emptiness, an emptiness that can only be temporarily filled by more of the toxin. And then number three, once weakened and addicted, a person is now susceptible to any number of manipulations These include further addiction, ideology, brainwashing, identity, shaping, and sadly, an encroachment into the once hallowed ground of our thoughts. Free no more. The funny thing that I, that I, I'm listening to this story Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about specifically you, but people like you in general, Mm -hmm. because people like you that are hardcore right-wing people are the ones that everybody says is brainwashed. Yeah. And also are the same ones that aren't using this shit at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like, it's like this once again, once again, the, sh- the bullshit that the lefties are putting out there does not match up at all with the factual, <laughs> with the facts. Yeah. Because you don't look at any fucking social media. I don't, not at all. So how the fuck did you get brainwashed into into supporting the Trump man? <laughs> Clearly you were brainwashed somehow. Yeah, sure I was. Do you have a secret account, Neely? <laughs> <laughs> the 1999 Columbine school shooting was the first in the digital age. Such events had been almost unheard of before then. Since then, they have become a horrible part of daily life. However, the FBI acknowledges that these are internet-fueled copycat events, classic examples of social contagion spread and spawned by social media and hate-filled chat rooms that incite the unstable. 
this this digital social contagion can also lead to ideology ideology extremism it was a i was an expert witness this year uh the capital murder trial of Corey Johnson in Florida, the white suburban teen radicalized by a nonstop street, nonstop stream of ISIS recruitment videos on YouTube. This year, he was sentenced to life in prison for stabbing a 13 year old boy to death at a 2018 sleepover. Wow. And of course we have the logic defying spike in gender dysphoria, a spike that trans psychologist, Eric, uh, Erica Anderson, who has helped hundreds of teens transition, says has gone too far. According to Anderson, teens who have always gone through periods of identity confusion and experimentation are now being exposed to and impacted by social media and trans influencers. Dr. Anderson's insights were confirmed by Dr. Lisa Littman's research at Brown, which showed that social media impact on what she termed as late onset of gender dysphoria hmm. well that's something <laughs> like bpd gender dysphoria is a real psychological phenomenon that people generally struggle with however what we're seeing now is something different we're seeing a social media shaping people in ways that seem to mimic some of those disorders yet are not the genuine article Several colleagues and I have begun to call them cases of pseudo-BPD, pseudo-DID, or pseudo-gender dysphoria. These are the cases where the presenting sy symptoms dissipate when that person is removed from social media for several weeks, thereby proving that the behaviors presented are not the genuine disorder. Hmm. All right, so big shock there. It's yeah. true. Just wean them off of it. Get them off of it. Yeah. Uh, instead of a genuine mental dis, uh, this mental illness, many of our young people are simply attempting to find a tribe or a community to belong to by way of their online explorations and demonstrating what psychologists calls uh, sociogenic effects. That is effects caused by social forces, and in this case, it would be digital social forces. Uh, what I believe we are desperately need to better understand these powerful shaping effects of social media and to help the young people develop a strong psychological immune system and critical thinking uh, skills in order to navigate the rough and turbulencies of today's social media world. Right. Uh, six steps for social media immunization. The best way to immunize oneself or one's child from the viral toxic effects of social media having to do with focusing less on the toxic that is the social media and more on strengthening one's psychological immune system. So while it's always a good idea to both limit and delay a person's use of social media, it's critically important to become a modern day uh, philosopher warrior in order to develop the grit and the resilience of a Spartan and critical thinking, curiosity and intellect of an ancient philosopher by adhering to the following tips. Build a grid of resilience. According to the psychologist, uh, the author of Grit, we develop grit by uh, leaning into the experiences and thus allowing ourselves to make mistakes that we can learn from and we never quit. Find a purpose that resonates for you. As um, mythologist Joseph Campbell said, 
Find your bliss. With purpose comes passion and the clarity of one's identity and place in the world, and thus we become less likely to be sucked in to influencer nonsense. More or less, just be your own person. Yeah, stop letting other people lead you around like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Maintain a physical practice, healthy body, healthy mind. Whenever you develop a daily walking routine, start practicing yoga or training for a decathlon. Keep yourself moving. It's the best antidepressant as exercise raises endorphin levels, creates a healthy sense of accomplishment, and helps the mind stay sharp, thus immunizing yourself from the toxic social media. Well, there you go. Uh, read classical philosophy from Plato, Socrates, the Stoics, and Marcus uh, Aurelius. Ancient uh, wisdom as a time-tested, transcending quality that elevates a person and doesn't debase, weaken the reader like superficial tweets or posts aimed at our baser instincts. The ancients also teach us how to cultivate the sanity-sustaining skill of critical thinking. So again, think for yourself. Yeah. Uh, help okay. others. The modern uh, digital world is built to create uh, egocentric narcissism as algorithms cur curate a me-centric digital world. Break that pattern by focusing on helping others by volunteering, mentioning, or simply being kind to a neighbor. Manifesting the value of altruism is the antidote to shallow values of prioritizing people or generating views or likes and be creative be creative be bored find opportunities to channel your creative self by writing painting drawing whatever it may be creativity is the antidote to the conforming group think of social media and when not creating give yourself permission to be bored and to daydream after all boredom is the handmaiden of creativity when we are perpetually information when we are perpetually information overloaded, there is no space for creative creative thought or for the mind to roam and wander and be curious. All critical ingredients and feeling self-actualize and not media dependent. Yeah. yeah. I can shorten that whole article. Get off of fucking social media. Ha! Huh, I heard that some where did I say get off of Facebook? Get off get off of fucking Facebook. Let's see it. Yeah. Where did I hear that? I heard that before. I, I where did let's see oh. who said get off the fucking Facebook? Who said I that? I hear that and then I see this and I'm like, yeah, I'm still in. <laughs> I see Brittany's great ass and I'm like, yeah, I'll still stick around for a minute. <laughs> What's the difference between looking at that and just flipping through a porn site or something? Nothing. 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 I, I mean, Brittany's not my first stop. Well, you dude, you you were totally guilty of the whole grift of getting involved with social media. Sure. Remember 10 years ago, you would spend hours hours there writing diatribes and arguments and yeah. you know, this, that, and the other. I mean, I, I when whenever then, I would take a peek at you, what you were doing, I'd see paragraph after paragraph. Oh, yeah. You just just pounding on the keyboard, just arguing points and all kinds of shit. It's like what yeah. Dude, I spent four hours on social media. I did, but I got off it. I don't, I, I mean, I barely, if I post anything, usually now it's like a song or something that I'll post yeah. every once in a while, Sure, but that's it. Or And mainly the only thing that I use social media for now is to promote what we're doing. 
Yeah, I know, but I remember that time though. Oh yeah. Dude, especially during the during the um Obama years. I wanted to fight anybody that was fucking trying to tell me that that guy was doing good things. And I was more than willing to fucking not only, and you know me, I won't just say, yeah, you're fucking stupid. I'll say, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking stupid. And here's 363 reasons why. Exactly. You know, and then I would write a goddamn book. And then the truth is, is once I stopped being so active on social media, that's when I actually started writing real books. Yeah, there you go. And I was like, well, fuck, I'll make some money and, for it. And and not only that, but that you started concentrating on your business and growing your business. Yeah, exactly. Social you media know? wastes way too much time. Yeah. So, so, but I do remember though, you were, you were on there every day, just, oh, just yeah. hanging out all kinds of, you know, rhetoric back and forth with people. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't stop looking at Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, she's a, she's a beautiful woman. She's a hot piece of ass. Look at 1.4. I mean, she's got great hair, nice boobs, nice shape. I mean, you know, yeah. And she's got a naturally pretty face. Yeah. Dead inside eyes. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I mean, there's no doubt for the, for the normal hetero male. I mean, I don't think there's one hetero male out there. Who goes, eh, she's not the, all that. Eh, she's no. not that hot. No, they're definitely if they're if they're saying that they're they're faking their heteroness. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you take a look at Britney, and you, you got to go. Damn, that's smoking. Yeah, how do you yeah. say that's not hot? Jesus, that's mm -hmm. good stuff. Sure. I mean the tub, not her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like me some Britney. That's for sure. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, if people, people can't get off social media, that's on their fucking. Well, but, but, but see here, here's the, here, here's the issue with that I've had, you know, especially when it comes to young people on social media. Mm -hmm. And, and I know this is a, this is a long lost construct. Where are your parents? You know? Yeah. It's like, I remember, and you know this to be true yourself, that, you know, when you and I were growing up, we were limited to the number of hours we could watch TV or, right. the, or shows we were allowed to watch or friends we were allowed to have. Or, uh, and remember, you know, you, there was only one telephone in the house. Mm -hmm. This was pre, you know, obviously cell phone and stuff. Sure. And you couldn't yap at your friends for hours on the phone. No, absolutely not. You couldn't do that, you know. So you were limited to, you know, 20 minutes at the most if you were on the phone yapping at mm -hmm. somebody, you know. Oh, it's time to get off the phone. Yeah. We might be getting a phone call. You need to get off the phone. Remember those days? Yeah, that's we might be getting a call. Yeah. You never know. There might be an emergency. Yeah. There might be. Yeah, there never was. Imagine yeah. that. So, yeah, we yeah. I mean, obviously we live in a different world, but but you can understand how and why things are happening the way that they do with the you know with with the especially with all this this trans stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I ne never in our time did anybody talk about being trans. You know, know. once in a while once in a great while it was it was like a needle in a haystack right 
I mean, I remember the first time I heard about trans. Remember that? Remember that uh, nighttime soap opera just called Soap? Was it called Soap? Yeah, Soap. Yeah. Hey, Billy Crystal was on there and yeah, stuff. Robert Guillaume. Yeah, and and uh, he became Benson, right? He was Benson. Yeah, he was Benson. Yeah. Yeah, it was a spinoff, but uh, wasn't was it Billy Crystal's character? Wasn't he like trans or something? Uh, or gay or something. He was something. That's a long time ago, dude. That's what the that mid seventies. That was the seventies, but at that point, that's the first time you ever heard mm-hmm. anyone even openly discuss something like that. Yeah, yeah. And any other time you ever heard it, it was in the total, total. Don't be gay. Don't yeah. be a. Don't be yeah. a Mr. Roper. because jack tripper uh had to pretend he was gay yeah uh, in order not to uh violate the uh uh, the lease or whatever yeah the lease of the what do you want to call it the uh, decency clause in the lease or whatever there you go that's exactly what i was looking for decency clause. yeah and and even archie bunker used to do the do the oh what are you a fruit remember he used to use the word fruit a lot fruit yeah (laughs) <laughs> a tinkerbell a tinkerbell yeah that was mr roper's deal yeah, the tinkerbell <laughs> tinkerbell yeah but that was frowned upon it was just like yeah, yeah. dude that's dude Ugh. yeah i'm surprised those shows haven't been banned they haven't been canceled you can't not yet yeah not yet at least not yet yeah, and the thing is, is you know, with the uh, social media, uh, you know, especially when um, like Twitter and stuff. I mean, the the words that they'll that they'll ban you for using. Uh, I think mm-hmm. what is what is one of the latest words that they'll ban you for using is groomer. Oh, really? I I don't even pay attention anymore. You're not allowed to use the term groomer. Mm, okay. You know, somebody who is like pro transition blah 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 it's a, and if somebody were saying you know uh you, you know these groomers mm. you'll get banned for using the term groomer i was unaware of that yeah something as simple as that because it's disparaging okay no i was not aware see it's just ridiculous yeah well stupid, stupid shit yeah no i i can't be bothered with that kind of nonsense well nobody should that's the whole thing. Nobody should be bothered with it. Just yeah. enough, enough already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's, um, I don't know exactly, you know, where we're going, but I know it ain't good. I know that. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of social construct. Yeah. Um, Ray Bingham, the actor who's on Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name on Yellowstone? He's the guy that they were gonna knock him off, but they let him go, and then he, they found him in the bar singing. Oh, what's his name? Ray Bing Yellowstone. Still not real clean on all their on their name. Walker. Yeah, Walker. Yeah, the guy the guy who plays Walker. If you if you follow the show Yellowstone, this character. Uh, this Ray Bingham plays a plays a ranch hand by the name of Walker. Right. Now now listen to what this guy is going through because of having that bowing to the the woke the wokeness. 
Yellowstone actor and musician Ryan Bingham has legally filed the change's name officially taking out anything to do with his ex-wife. <laughs> Why did his name have anything to do with his ex-wife? Well, here's the thing. According to the new legal documents obtained by The Blast, Bingham is asking a judge to change his name from Ryan Axter Bingham back to his birth name of George Ryan Bingham. Okay. So, so he took his wife's name as part of his official married name. All right. Well, that's his fault. I understand. That's but but, but but what that's what I'm saying. So he he decided when he got married that his married name is Ryan Axter Bingham, mm. but he wants to become George Ryan Bingham again. <laughs> okay. Obviously, the actor specifically wants to drop the name Axter. He wants to axe the Axter from his name. Okay. <laughs> now, is that because that's her name or because it's a violent weapon that people might be, you know, offended by? You might be, but no, that's that's the maiden name of his wife. Right. Uh, back in 2009, Ryan married Aunt Anna Axter, A-X-A-S-T-E-R. Axter. Right. He axed her to marry him. Axed her. She said, yep. <laughs> she said, yep. And he legally changed his name from George Ryan Bingham to Ryan Axter Bingham. What a fag. <laughs> hey, you can't say that. I can. We're not on YouTube. Uh, fast forward to today. The singer actor filed uh, is currently going through a divorce in June from last year and has decided to go back to court and legally change his name. According to this petition, the official reason for changing his name is I would like to go back to using my birth name. Okay. <laughs> no other explanation is needed for a court to agree to change in normally celebrities change them following a divorce to make it easier to sign contracts, etc. Not that Ryan has to worry about money these days as the Yellowstone is still burning up the airwaves. Uh, but the uh, process of continuing to change names can be costly, not to mention he'll have to update his passport, driver's license, credit cards, and the list goes on. And his IMDb profile. Right, ex exactly. <laughs> As we said, his name change seems to be another way to separate himself from his ex-wife, but there's another interesting twist to Ryan's new legal decision. Ryan okay. and Anna share three children together, and they all share the same middle name, Axter. Oh. If a judge grants uh, Ryan Bingham's petition to remove his middle name, Axter, then he will no longer share the same middle name as his children. So? Ryan has a hearing scheduled in Los Angeles court in December of this year, and the judge will decide if the Yellowstone cowboy could go back to his roots and legally call himself George Ryan Bingham once again. Okay. This is up. Uh, th this kind of shit is left up to the fate of the judge. Yeah. Judge should be like, why is this in my court? <laughs> why, why does it even have to go to court? Why can't yeah. he just do a legal filing and be done with it? Who knows? The so yellow, stupid. it is stupid. The yellow, this is, this just falls into the whole thing about the ridiculousness of the environment we live in anymore, you know, be it social media or political correctness or the, the yeah. woke, woke, uh, you know, 
uh, cancel culture and all this other stuff. And how did and a manly, how did a manly show like Yellowstone let such a fruit on their show? <laughs> because they, they believe in inclusivity and diversity. That's just bullshit there. I mean, <laughs> come on. Come the on. Yellow, He's not manly enough to be on the show. Right. The Yellowstone star has uh, made huge headlines in the past few days after it was announced he will be performing at the Stagecoach Music Festival this year. Shockingly, three stars from the popular show will be making an appearance. Why is that shocking? Shocking. Oh, my God. It's not shocking. I hey, got people that the man's friends with might show up. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Hey, here's a guy who will act as uh, you know, one of the one of the branch hands on the same TV show he's on. Holy what? shit! Shockingly, he showed up on stage. Oh my god! How did that happen? <laughs> Lady Laney Wilson, Ryan Bingham, and Luke Grimes will be gracing the stagecoach stage. One report states. Adding the typical superstars will also be in attendance, like Chris Stapleton, Tyler. Childers, Turnpike Troubadours, Sierra Farrell, 49, Winchester, and Brooks and Dunn. Wow, they got all them, huh? I guess if you're a country fan, those names might mean something to you. I have yeah, no I, idea who they are. I, I, I know who Brooks and Dunn are. Yeah, I know that name. I don't know who the and other people are. I think I know the Stapleton guy. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton I've heard of. Mm-hmm. All the other, whatever the other one was, 49 homeless truckers or whatever that was. I don't know what that is. 49 Winchester. Whatever. Same thing. Yeah. According to reports, Bingham's childhood prepared him for a starring role on the cowboy style television show, along with singing country music. I grew up in New Mexico and Texas doing that. My uncle rode bulls and my grandfather was a rancher. Junior rodeos were like little league in our family. Uh, adding he grew up with a particularly affinity for wearing cowboy hats and listening to country music. Good for him. That's How do you get it. so soft? <laughs> so there you are. So when is, uh, when is Yellowstone supposed to come back on the air? Do you know? I, I, of course I know it's November 13th. All right. <laughs> of course. I'm well aware of when that's coming, but this is, this is why I have to, uh, ask you because you keep up on all that i certainly can't wait for yellowstone to come back mm -hmm. probably my favorite show of the moment yeah my favorite active show good stuff yeah they did a great job with that that whole series now, did you watch 1883 or no i have not you'd like 1883 too that's okay. really really strong as well all right that's the prequel it's like a hundred years prequel or something. Yeah, but yeah, you did tell me about that. Really, really good. Surprise ending too. Shocked me. I I literally did the no, you know, when I'm watching it. I was like, come on, how can that happen? Now, now, now is that a series that's that's like uh, already through? It's already done. I don't know because I I haven't seen that it's been canceled per se. Yeah, you know, I but I don't know where they would go. I mean, they, they would, in order to go further, they're going to have to introduce a, pretty much a whole new cast. So I don't know. Maybe they'll do another one called like 1918 or something. Okay. You know, I mean, they can't go with the 1883 cast because some of the key players are no longer with us. 
So I, I don't want to share too much on that show if you're going to watch it, but um, well, I, I will watch it. I yeah, mean, it's how that Animal Kingdom's over and everything. I I definitely don't have another series to immerse myself into. Well worth watching. Very yeah. good show. I mean, very good show. All right. So, well, I will definitely, definitely want that, one. that. Yeah, you definitely want to watch that one. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah. I will put that on the bucket list next to the reels in jail. There you go. Dude, speaking of since we're just kind of TVing right now yeah, a little sure. bit. Did you, I know you don't normally watch these things, but I'm going to recommend one that I think you will, I don't want to say you'll like it, but you'll appreciate the absolute creepiness of it. The new series on Netflix, um, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Have have you seen that listed yet? Well, say that one more time. It's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yeah, you know, I, I went to my hairdresser this week and she was telling me that she was watching it. So it's a reenactment thing, right? Yes. Yeah. And I okay. know that's not your thing normally. Right, right, right. We were talking about it. I haven't seen it. I did see, you know, I did see the advertisement pop up, but no, I have not watched it. But she was telling me about it. Bro, it is brutal. I mean... There are, look, you know me, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with serial killers. I am all about watching any documentary on any serial killer ever. I will watch them all and I will get great enjoyment out of watching them. I know that's fucking horrible to say, but it's just the truth. I'm fascinated by their crazy brain. Mm -hmm. Seeing them reenact the insanity of Dahmer is beyond the pale. It is so fucking creepy to watch just how everything played out, at least in, in, you know, the, the recreation of it is really fucked up and dude, the worst part, and this is so stupid. So I, I had it on and I was eating lunch okay. right at the first time that he started eating a fucking the, the deaf guy's body like he All was right. cooking it up and he started eating it and, and they're just showing him looking at it and stuff and eating it i was about to retch <laughs> i was like this is fucking brutal yeah you know i i was like whoa this is tough but yeah just watching this thing and you know the way this guy the whoever the act what's the actor's name chris evans i think i think mm -hmm. is his name he does a fantastic job as um as Dahmer. Just the way he talks and the way he moves just is so spot on to everything that you've seen like in da in Dahmer like video and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then to see how fucking whack job whack job this guy is and Dude, there was, there's one scene and I'd never even seen this scene. I'll tell this, but I'd never even seen this written about or anything. So he was in this apartment, apartment 213 in this building. Mm -hmm. And there was a vent that connected his apartment and the lady across the hall's apartment. And the lady across the hall could always smell the smell of death. Right. And she was constantly complaining about him and saying, you know, and, you know, he always had an excuse that there was fucking, um, there was rotten meat or there was fucking, you know, whatever the fuck it was. There was always some reason that there was this smell. 
So at one point she called the police and got him evicted. And it's right before he got caught, I guess mm-hmm. he was actually being evicted and he comes over to her house and he sits down with her. He's, he says, he's trying to talk to her about this, getting her to revoke her, her eviction, revoke her complaint so that he won't be evicted. And he brings her a sandwich and it is the creepiest fucking thing. Like she's sitting in a chair, he's sitting in a chair and he's like, go ahead, eat the sandwich. (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm not eating the sandwich. Right. And she's like, why? What's wrong with it? I brought you a gift. Eat the sandwich. Well, I don't even know what's in it. Well, it's meat. He doesn't even say what it is. He just goes, it's meat. Yeah. It's mystery meat. Yeah. And and she goes, she goes, I'm not eating that sandwich. And And he goes, well, why not? And he goes, because I fucking smell this goddamn smell of death and coming out of your goddamn apartment. Yeah. Now get out of my fucking apartment. And you just see he's ready to murder her. He's and, and it's just there's a look on the in the eyes of the dude. Uh and, and it's like, wow, that would that had to have been some scary fucking shit dealing with this fucking, especially once you saw that what he had actually been doing. Can you imagine, dude, I can't imagine how this lady trusts anybody now that she was literally living across the way from Jeffrey Dahmer smelling the, the death that he was doing in the apartment at that time in real time. And there was all kinds of cases where she called the police because she heard screaming and hollering and the cops would go, well, do you hear anything now? And she'd say, no, I don't hear anything now. I just heard screaming. And then it it just stopped. Right. And the police would say, well, we can only respond to an active situation. Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, it was active already. Just killed the guy. (laughs) It was fucked. It's a fucked, fucked series. It's 10 parts. It's a 10 part. And they really get deep into his whole life and how his dad was fucked and taught him about fucking dissecting animals and yeah yeah taxidermy and how all the clues were what i think they were trying to say with this special or this movie or whatever is that the signs were all there and everyone overlooked it yeah well that but nobody understood it as well back then right uh, you know that that was something that you know the, uh a um psychopath they, yeah. they didn't understand the killing of animals and dissecting of animals and being, right. being, um, obsessed with death and stuff like that. You know, they didn't, they didn't know what we know today, obviously. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, a lot of that was overlooked. Yeah. I, it's, it's, fa- it's a fascinating watch to say the absolute least and. And I, and I know this is not your normal type of thing. I know you do not like reenactment stuff, but just the story that they're telling in this one is the stories that you've never heard or seen, even in the documentaries with, Mm -hmm. with Dahmer, they really got into the depth of what was going on and tried to recreate, you know, the drilling holes in the heads and and filling it with acid and, yeah, all the crazy zombie servant. Just the craziness, the crazy shit that was going on, and how everybody just, you know, they really painted the the police as bad, you know, mm-hmm. as well. Which, you know, what I kind of got to say, fair enough on that, because literally, 
this one kid got away from him, ran out in the street naked. He was 14, yeah. 14 years old, drugged up, had a hole drilled in his fucking head. Police came. Dahmer said, oh, we just had a fight. He's my boyfriend. Hey, Cops my didn't want to deal with them because he's gay. Yeah, said, okay, course. go back with him. And then he went, he took him back in the apartment and killed him. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, Sam Kinison had a, had a um, thing about that, about Dahmer. He says, this guy comes running out of his apartment, chasing him with, with uh, forks and knives. And the guy <laughs> is screaming, and help me, this guy's trying to make a bunt steak out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Speaking of Kinnison, I know we're we're starting to drift all over the map a little bit here, but whatever. Um, would you have interest in having on a comedian that was that toured with Kinnison, that was a touring comedian with him? Yeah, why not? All right. Who is it? Who is it? His name is Mike Chiselka. Okay, and I'm um. He does a show with my with Seth the Barbarian from the MMS days in Trivisano, right, right. mm -hmm. and I'm going out. I'm going out and doing their show on Monday. If anybody okay. wants to watch five to seven on Monday, the Seth now, Williams now, show with Mike Jaselka. What do you mean you're going out to do their show? I'm doing it at um, Billy's studio. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, I'm doing it in person, a rare in person Chris Aiken instead of through the glory of Streamyard. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go out and they actually are having, I'm working with them on fixing up their look and and stuff for their show. Right. So, um, well, while you're you out know, there fixing up their look, go buy that uh, sports show and help them out over there too. <laughs> yeah, they can they can handle their own shit. They're <laughs> they're a mess, dude. They're they are an absolute mess. I I I told you I I am sort of watching that because the talk is good. So. They they do like a recap of the football games and they come on at the two minute warning of the football games and it's and it's through StreamYard, not not through that horrible studio that they have. Okay. So I'm watching it the other day. Three of the guys have good internet. One guy is using a fucking Chromebook or something <laughs> to do his fucking broadcast through. Okay. So every time, and they're giving this guy full, full breaks to talk. Nobody's cutting him off. Nobody's saying, dude, you got bad internet disconnect. They let this guy be one fourth of the conversation for an hour. And it's the second time I've seen him do it. They just, you know, nobody's calling the guy after the show and saying, dude, you got to get a better computer. Yeah, you can't yeah, be part get, of this. Yeah. This is, you know, this, this looks like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So it's amateur, awful. It looks like amateur hour. Yeah. So on Thursday, the Brown Steelers was Thursday. And after the game, they got those four guys. And the one guy, his name is um, Jeff Lloyd, I think. Something Lloyd. And he's in the bottom corner. He is power bombing beers. You know, <laughs> it's, it's after the game. He is. It's, it's very clear he was a little bit drunk. And he's just drinking Miller Lights like they're going out of style. And every time they throw it to him, it's like, yeah, so I was, and then they went to the end zone. It's like, and, and everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're just, they just go like that. They don't fucking, they don't like say, dude, what? You know? <laughs> yeah. As to, to, to use the phrase we coined many, many years ago, man, that was a tough listen. 
oh, it just is. It's it's awful. And it's like, guys, why can't you fix this shit? I get it. Sometimes you have bad internet, bad connections with things. I understand that, but come on. You're a corporate sponsored thing and you guys can't fucking throw this guy a $500 laptop, you know, or, or something, <laughs> anything, you know, an, an iPhone. I mean, dude, it is bad. Yeah. It is so bad. And it's like, man, come on, you guys. The conversation's actually fairly decent, but the fucking computers, it's like, man, I should just go and consult for all these goddamn shows and stop yeah, no doing kidding. my own. No kidding. I could fix some of it. It's like you guys gotta you guys gotta step up your game. Yeah, a little bit. Jesus. I mean, holy shit, but yeah, that show's still going. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. All right. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, take a break here. All right. I'll let you pick another tune. So what should we, what shall we play? How's about if we go with, um, um, wasted with hell comes home. Okay. The, the man wasted. Yep. Let me see if I got that. Hang on. This is Pete Way. Yeah, it's Pete Way. UFO. I listen to Neely on the classic metal show. But not anymore because I'm in the ground. Exactly. How many of those guys are in the ground? About all of them, oh. right? Um. Well, Pete is. And um, didn't Paul Chapman die? Yeah, I think so. And I think the drummer passed. I mean... Yeah, dude, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're getting to that era where, where these guys are all the late, the late Pete way of wasted, the late Paul Chapman of UFO. And what, oh, I hate it. what was the tune you wanted? Hell comes home from save your prayers. All right. Wasted. There we go. Save from save your prayers, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. All right. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back. We'll do some more stuff. So here it is. It's Wasted featuring Pete Way. And uh, it's uh, Hell Comes Home exclusively here. On your classic. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job. <laughs>